Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... Finding someone on an online Catholic dating site shouldn't be like shopping for a blender. So why do most dating sites leave you feeling like you're shopping for a spouse? At Catholic Singles, we connect members through our unique user polls and activities, which help you discover other members and their personalities and interests. Because you're a person, not a profile picture. So stop shopping and start discerning. Trust your love story to the original Catholic dating site and use the promo code REDBOX at checkout for 20% off at catholicsingles.com. Judy Hare was a bankrupt, homeless, drug-addicted college dropout on the brink of divorce, but is now a seminary graduate and devoted wife and mother of four children. What happened? Find out in her autobiography, Shattered, How God Restored My Heart and Life. Her journey of faith has been called brutally honest, truly inspiring, profound, heartbreaking, and life-changing. Shattered is available now for only $15 on her website, judyhair.com, on amazon.com, or at your local Catholic bookstore. As Judy says, it is never too late to become the person you deserve and desire to be. So stop wishing for change and start doing something about it by reserving your copy of Shattered today. Welcome to Journey with Judy, a weekly podcast filled with faith-infused inspiration, information, and an opportunity for implementation. Now, here is speaker, coach, author, and host, Judy Hare. Welcome to the Journey with Judy podcast. I am your host, Judy Hare, and I am so excited to be here tonight and share with you on this topic that we cannot ever forget we cannot live without, and it seems to be something that has slipped through our fingertips in the last, I don't know, maybe eight months. So we're talking about the topic of hope, my friends. And I was thinking that I literally say hope all day long. I mean, I, I almost say it in every text message, every encounter, from complete strangers to the people I live, love, and work with and for. And so today, just today, I thought, what did I say? How, did I, how many sentences did I start with the word hope? And I thought, I hope I don't oversleep. I hope I don't run over on my coaching calls. I hope I don't binge eat. I hope I don't send someone the wrong recording. I hope I don't forget the passwords to all of my accounts. I hope I don't forget to make dinner. As it turned out, I just forgot to turn it on after I put it in the oven. I hope I don't forget to put my teeth in and I hope I don't forget to pick up my glasses. I hope I don't forget to change my contacts. And then I thought, well, man, I hope I don't lose hope. And then I thought, well, what am I hoping for you? Well, I hope you have a beautiful day. I hope you know you are loved and prayed for and blessed. I hope you can manage your mind. I hope you can get past the past. I hope you can grow in your faith. And I hope that you never lose hope. So in case you didn't know, my friends, we're talking about this topic of hope. And hope, by definition, is just simple. It's a feeling. It's an expectation for a certain thing to happen. 
a feeling and an expectation for a certain thing to happen. And so when we have hope, we, we have the ability to anticipate, to expect, to look for, to look forward. And we then, we have hope, we can wish, and we can dream. And so when we're standing on a platform of hope, which we know is one of the three, three theological virtues, faith, hope, and love, when we are standing on a platform of hope, it makes something possible that would not otherwise be possible. See, hope is this thing that does not take into consideration the unchangeable past, and it doesn't even take into consideration, to some degree, the unforeseeable future. It just allows us, my acronym for hope is, it allows us to hang on because pain ends. That's the acronym for hope tonight. Hang on, pain ends. What's so crazy is I gave this talk, I gave it Saturday, just last Saturday, and I also gave this talk for the first time to a bunch of nurses at a hospital up in Oshkosh. And when I pulled the file, when I pulled the file, this is what came out of it. I did this talk like five years ago at this hospital and it said on it, don't spread germs, spread hope. Little did I know that this face mask would come in handy and I need to, you know, I'm a transparent person. So I want you to know that, thank God, this is yellow on both sides. I, this whole time, have been wearing my face mask um, right side out. And then when I flipped it around, I always put on lipstick before I put on my face mask. And so nobody in my house ever wants to wear my face mask because, number one, you're not supposed to. And number two, because they always have lipstick on the outside. Anyway, my friends, this topic of hope uh, we hear about it all over scripture, and we hear about it specifically in the book of Romans. And I want to read to you what Paul says on the topic of hope. He says, chapter 5, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through Jesus, through whom we have gained access to this grace in which we stand and we boast in the hope and the glory of God. This is the part that I love. And not only that, see, that's the best thing when we're talking about Jesus is there's always, a, and not only that, there's always more in store for us. And this verse for tonight is Romans 5.35. Not only that, but we boast of our afflictions, knowing that our afflictions produce endurance, slash perseverance, endurance slash perseverance, proven character, and proven character brings hope, and hope does not disappoint. Because the love of God has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. So this thing about hope, we're hoping and we're hoping and we're hoping against hope about a lot of different things these days. And if we put our hope in the unfailing love of God, then we can leave the unchangeable past behind us, the unforeseeable future ahead of us, and sit in the reality of God's unfailing love. So the verse is suffering, afflictions, tribulations, you can name them, they all fall into the same category, produce perseverance or endurance, 
And those two things, as a result of those, we get some proven character. And after we go through all of that, not only that, we get some hope at the end. So let's talk about what suffering is, right? Those of us who have endured suffering, interestingly enough, it was a hot topic today, is what's the difference in pain and suffering, right? Pain is inevitable, it's inevitable. Suffering, on the other hand, is optional. So if suffering is just tribulation, it's tragedy, it's affliction of any kind, it's also by definition, the state of undergoing distress. See, the thing about pain is it changes our perspective. See, sometimes when we're in pain, all we see is pain. And what's so crazy about this God that we love and bless and worship is that through the pain, we remain sustained. Right? So many of us have been through afflictions, trials, tribulations. We're in them now. And we wonder, like, how are we getting through this? How did we get through this? And the reality is, when we know our pain is not in vain, then we never look at pain the same. So when we know our pain is not in vain, we never look at it the same because it's like, bring it on, Jesus, because I know you're going to do something great because of it. I consider, whenever, when I wrote this talk a while back, somehow I associated pain with lunging from a deficit. So I don't know if any of you have ever lunged in your exercise program. It's not a fun exercise. And if you want to bring it up to another level of pain and distress, you can lunge from a deficit. That was my example of suffering. Little did I know that there were going to be so many other areas of my life that made lunging from a deficit a very easy task, my friends. So here's the thing. The suffering is what produces this ability to persevere, right? Because the only way out of it is through it. And so in one translation, it says endurance. In another translation, it says perseverance. Either way, it's grit. Either way, it's tenacity. Either way, it is determination that we will get through to the other side. So perseverance says we continue to do something despite the difficulty. When we are enduring something or persevering through something, we decide that we will do it despite how difficult it is. We continue because we're maintaining this purpose in spite of what it looks like or what it feels like. Right? Some of us understand that the only thing we can do is hang on believing the pain is going to end. And just when we're at the end of our rope, Bob describes, um, and when we talk in our marriage ministry about how he lost hope, it was like holding onto a rope and it slipped through his hands, right? And thank God for these people in our life that, that their acronym for hope is hang on because I'm praying expectantly for you and with you to get through this thing, whatever that is. And here's what we know is these hardships that we persevere through, they prepare ordinary people like me and you for an extraordinary outcome. See, we can't have one without the other. And when we are persevering, we decide that we will do whatever it takes. 
whatever it takes, because somehow it makes us great. Greater in our faith, greater in our hope, greater in our character. See, the thing about perseverance is you practice, you persist, you pursue, you prevail. You practice, you persist, you pursue, and you prevail. And here's the thing, many short races, many short steps after the other get us to the end of the, the, to the other side. See, perseverance takes us from here to there. Perseverance is the thing that takes us from here to there. See, the things that I used to trip over, now I walk over. The things that used to trip me up, many of the things that I have suffered have been self-inflicted, self-endured. So whether you got put in the pit, thrown in the pit, or jumped in the pit of suffering, the reality is the only way out of it is through it. It is to endure and continuing to do something despite its difficulty because in that difficulty is where the character comes, right? It's interesting in this verse because there just, they're just uh, becomes more and more commas. It's do this comma, do that comma, do this comma, and here we are getting some proven character. See, this thing about hope, hope is this little voice that says, maybe, when the whole world says, nope. Hope is the little voice that says, hang on, pain ends. Hang on, I am praying expectantly for a certain thing to happen. See, we know about character, my friends. That's when, that's when we are, how we think, feel, and act is always in alignment no matter who we are and where we are. Right? I always tell people, I'm more patient with Siri and Alexa than I am with my husband. I'm more patient and kind and merciful with the Burger King lady in the drive-thru or the Starbucks person who messed up my order after I waited 10 cars and paid $5. That's where my character gets worked out. See, it's our character that sets us apart. We tend to believe that the character can be developed without the perseverance and without the suffering. And, and, and that's kind of the good news slash challenging news is we can't get one without the other. So your character is who you are when nobody's looking. See, our character is developed in the darkness. I'm so mindful that the things that I have gotten to go through, gotten to go through, I would call it a get to, some people would call it a have to, some people would call it a led to, those are the very things that develop the character. And I couldn't have developed it without that. See, it's not given, it's built piece by piece, opportunity by opportunity painful situation after painful situation, trial after tribulation, after affliction, after tragedy. And then, and then, when we rejoice in the suffering and we persevere through it, 
We develop the character only to find out that because of all of that, we get some hope. See, the hope is that thing that says, hang on, pain ends, hang on and pray expectantly because you can keep wishing and dreaming and trusting and believing that God is going to do and he's going to come through. See, the Old Testament says, trust, wait, look for, and desire. That's how the Old Testament describes hope. Trust in, wait for, look for, and desire. The New Testament says to expect something in the future. Similar, yet different, to expect something in the future. Hope is this solid, concrete assurance without any question because it's rooted in God's providence. Because it's not predicated upon the unpredictable future or the unchangeable past. It's just rooted in who God is and what he does. See, hope is this certain feeling, this anticipation, this expectation that a thing, anything, many things are going to happen because God does what he says he's going to do. See, we tend to put all these things in our backpack and we carry them around. All these things that we can't control. All these things from the past that we wish were different. All these things about the future that we're uncertain of. And Jesus says, hang on and pray expectantly and put down the dang backpack because all that stuff you're carrying in it, when you're holding on to that, you can't hold on to hope. Hope is this thing that allows us the willingness to anticipate and to expect a certain thing despite the circumstances. And three ways that we raise our hope is number one, we raise our expectations of God. We ask big, we believe big, because he delivers big. Number two, we find an accountability partner who can pray for us and with us when we're hanging on, hoping for the pain to end. And we can always focus on the future when we trust in God's providence. See, we tend to look back. I'm here to remind you that you don't need to look back other than to see that that's how far you've come. And the only reason to look forward is to know that God has just begun the work that he wants to do in you, with you, and through you, despite your circumstances. So my friends, I pray tonight that you do not lose hope, that you hang on and you believe and receive the fact that pain ends and you trust in the unfailing providence and love of God. Thank you for choosing to journey with Judy. And remember, it is never too late to be who God has called you to be. Thanks for listening to this episode of Journey with Judy. To learn more about Judy's coaching ministry, receive a complimentary session, and other services she offers, visit judyhair.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with a friend. And remember, it's never too late to be who God called you to be.
Looking for a way to build daily prayer discipline? Seen the rise in mindfulness meditation, but not sure if it is possible to meditate in a way that's consistent with your Catholic faith? Just looking for a way to breathe new life into your existing prayer routine? No matter what you're looking for, Hollow is here to help. Hollow is a Catholic prayer and meditation app that helps users deepen their relationship with God through audio-guided contemplative prayer sessions. From meditations on the daily gospel to the rosary to daily examines, Hollow has something for everyone. Hollow is the number one Catholic app in the U.S. It is free to download and has permanently free content, but you can also check out all of the premium sessions for 30 days, risk-free, by signing up at www.hollow.app. Dot app slash breadbox.